recording. We are on again. Josh, is this this is number five, isn't it? I think so. I think it's number five. So I guess we should just do an introduction. So I'm Destry. This is Josh. We're back again for number five podcast. Pensacola Shooting Sports slash Marcus Point Baptist Church Gun Club. That just rolls off the it tongue. Does. Doesn't we it should act. We should make that into a big acronym. I like <laughs> PSSMBPCGC.com.org. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, so we're we're back. Um, uh, Josh and I were talking before we went on air that we promised to do once a week podcast, and we have. We just on average, yeah. We just haven't put them out once right. a week. But we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue to do what we do and see what happens. Um, we agree that we both enjoy what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. We think it has value. Yep. Um, we keep seeing things we need to improve. That's right. That's half the fun of it too. Is just is is making things um, better. We are wearing earphones and earbuds for the first time. Yep. Among other things. That's right. <laughs> Shirts. <laughs> That's new. Um, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, other people should learn about these earbuds and earphone things because it really works. You can hear the levels really well. I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody else knows about that. I've never seen anybody wear earbuds or earphones. (laughs) It's amazing. Now we are on cutting edge. We're telling the world here first. (laughs) Earphones. Do it. All right, good deal. Uh, we we have a struggle with the technolo- technical part of it, the levels. Um, it's so strange. Some people tell us they can hear Josh well, they can't hear me. They can hear me, they can't hear Josh. It just depends. So we're gonna we're gonna figure that out. Continue to work on that. Plus, you know, Josh Josh works works what sixty hours a week, probably maybe even more. Um, and you know, my ten hours a week sounds easy. It's not. It's a tough ten hours. <laughs> I am in here. When when I started my business, I made it a point to not keep a timesheet. I hate doing that so much. <laughs> you had to do it with other people. Now yep. you don't have and to. I spent so much non-billable time mm. documenting my billable time <laughs> that when I started my own, <laughs> I was right. like, I'm just going to do billable time. Right, <laughs> right. Our um, uh, our uh, project manager for the Empowerment Parent Resource Center of, of um, resource center for parents who have uh, people in their family under the age of 27 uh, with, with di- diagnosed disabilities. She actually put in um, that we can bill the times that we are doing our timesheets. I mean, it's a it's a it's a drop down menu, right? Doing your timesheet. That's a time. Yes, I'm doing my time. <laughs> it's usually you know uh, two hours at the very end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of keeping up with it every every day, um, but anyway, that's part of uh, part of doing ministry and owning a business. I guess is keeping up with stuff. How many hours a week do you think you work? Oh, it varies. I mean, you, you're yeah. you're all the time. Um, yeah, and a lot of my business too isn't necessarily work related. Um, one of my goals for having my own business was to have it be a vehicle that allows me to be more involved in my own family. Yes. And right. so while I might be extremely busy 
it's not necessarily always work. Okay. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be one of those people that are on my deathbed and look back and mm-hmm. say, man, I've accomplished so much for my business. Right. And my family's nowhere to be seen. Good for you, Josh. Um, so that's kind of been, <laughs> I don't know how I got on this topic, but, uh, you know. <laughs> how we get on every topic, <laughs> the, we just the, start the philosophy of <laughs> why I have my own business. <laughs> um, and in, in reality, my last employer, I, I told him, um, not in a mean way, obviously, but said, you know, I'm, I'm to the point in my career where I, I feel like I don't need to ask for permission to be a husband and a father. <laughs> right on, man. And, um, and so, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be one of those bosses that's sitting alone in his house on Christmas sending out work emails. Um, true story, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's, Money is nice, but it's not the whole thing. <laughs> um, right. One of those technology things. We're trying to get the drinking <laughs> noises out of the way. Um, <laughs> I was trying my best <laughs> for it not to make noise. <laughs> you got a big, I mean, it's a gallon jug of stuff with ice in it. <laughs> but, um, but no, <laughs> um, you know, money's, like I said, money's nice, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't take it with you. It's, yeah. it's the relationships and stuff like that. And right. so, you know, when I started my business, I, w- I wanted it to be uh, a way for me to, as, as quickly as possible, pay the bills. So yeah. it leaves more time to do uh, the fun and more valuable things in life, which right. is spend time with my family, pick, <coughs> pick my daughter up from school, have yeah, lunch with yeah. my wife. Uh, you know, we went out to breakfast together yesterday. Very nice. Um, Very and nice. then, you know, in in the spare time and the downtime, if I need to pull some extra hours late at night, I do. Right. And you know, get mm-hmm. things done. But uh, right. it it's um, it's my call. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Right. And you're, and you're you're not you're not hurting for money. You you you're able to make the money that you want to make and your priority is your family and man it's beautiful being able to make that decision Mm -hmm. right it's it's nothing really uh, about me either um the events that surrounded my ability to do that is all god Mm -hmm. um he he made things happen that i didn't think were possible and that i didn't even envision um you know i i kind of joke with people i I've never had to do marketing because um, my phone rings off the hook anyway. Right, good. And so good. I, I don't know how people you – know, it's funny. Some people will call me up and say, yeah, so-and-so gave me your number. Well, I don't know so-and-so. Oh. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> somehow my name's getting circulated around, um, and I can't take credit for that. <laughs> Josh, I, I tell you, yes, I totally agree. God, God is using you because you're available. You're making yourself available, and you're doing – um, his work I know that you're doing it on Wednesday night there's no question about that and I'm sure that that you are doing it throughout the week as well with conversations that you have with with people because that's just who you are you don't have to put on that suit you don't have to put on that hat uh, Christian hat that's who you are so I, I can't help but think that he's blessing you for that <clears throat> so well done I was going to say, well done, good and faithful ser- ser- <laughs> servant, but that would have sounded not good f- coming from me. <laughs> that's that's definitely what we want to hear at the end. But, uh, you know, my my grandmother, uh, my father's mother, called her Grammy. I remember d- during her last, uh, last days in the, in the hospital, her 
main concern, and, and I call these her last words, but I don't know if they were technically her last words. These are the last words I remember her saying, is take care of one another. You know what she didn't say? Check my bank account again. You know, mm-hmm. l- look at look at my house and make sure the house is all tidied up and and I have all my all my art and not everything in order. That it wasn't that wasn't the issue. It was a relationship, mm-hmm. just like you were talking about last week. Um, I came away with a quote um, from you, Josh, about God getting. A personal relationship with God is the most important because that's when God gets personal with us. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that is, I don't know if you just, you know, you read that somewhere or it just rolled off the tongue, but that's, that's it. That is so beautiful, I think. You know, it really is. Uh, and that's, she came late in life. She was Catholic. She, I remember her asking me, and this was before I was saved i didn't know who jesus i knew who he was he was a nice guy man look at him <laughs> up there on, on the wall in that painting that's an awesome painting that's all i knew <clears throat> she asked me do you think you sh- do you think we need to go through another person to speak to god and and i remember saying i don't i don't know and her response was i don't think so anymore and i thought that was sacrilege i thought that was, i remember thinking feeling very uneasy about that but after i became saved those words came back to me and i thought she got it there at the Mm -hmm. end she did she her whole life she was going through a priest and god talked to her there sometime at the end somewhere somehow and remember remembering what she said at the end there's no doubt in my mind that she that she realized that (sighs) That's uh, uh, the priest is a person. There's one God, mm-hmm. and that's who we can talk to freely, on our own without any intervention. Yep, that yeah, that's one of the uh, uh, amazing things about um, you know in the New Testament when it talks about uh, Jesus' death, the burial, and his resurrection is that when he died, that veil that was in the temple that se- separated. The most holy place where the presence of God right. dwells yes. from the rest of the world. Right. It was torn in half. That's right. And um, you know, signifying there, um, you know, metaphorically that now we have access per- on a personal level right. to God. Not only that, but He has access on a personal level with us. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. we read about those, uh, you know, he- heroes of the faith, so to speak, from the Old Testament, mm. where seems like God would pick someone ever, uh, out every now and then to be like, I'm going to talk to you personally, right. like David or Daniel or Moses or Abraham or something like that. Right. But it it wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, if, if God wanted to get your attention, uh, oftentimes he would do so through somebody else, right. not communicate with you directly. And mm-hmm. I, I think one of the most amazing things about having a personal relationship with God now is that the conversation gets to go both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, as a um, growing up, and even in my adult life, uh, you know, ha- having an engineer brain kind of um, kind of messes with you a little bit, you know, because <laughs> we kind of get blamed for being Spock-like, emotionless, okay. everything is logic, that kind of stuff. And right. you know, as a Christian, uh, especially growing up in church and uh, being in environments, especially where there's worship going on, you know, I'd often look around 
and I would see everyone around me raising their hands and really getting into the emotions of it and 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 just really kind of like being brought to another place it seemed right. like mm-hmm. and I was always kind of jealous of that mm. uh, because I'm like why don't I have that same type of experience mm. you know because I was putting all of my uh, yeah, putting a lot of um, credit or whatever into the into what I, I was seeing as the experience okay. and <clears throat> that's just not how my brain works mm-hmm. you know if, mm-hmm. to me it, it I always kind of laugh when you know whoever's on the stage t- says you know make a noise you know make a loud noise or something like that and I my brain always says well what type of loud noise would you like <laughs> me to make because it seems like the consensus that when someone says that everyone goes woo you know but is no one, woo what you're <laughs> looking for because <laughs> I have a woo right I woo, can woo or, you know put your hands together well that means clap I'm like okay my hands I look at things totally yeah, different than right. everybody else and it's often not on uh, an emotional basis it's yeah. on an analytical basis right right and so um, and, and that I struggled with that for a long time. Like, is, is my relationship with God not where it needs to be because I'm not, mm. you know, lost in the emotion of everything? Right. Uh, until I started realizing that, that God speaks to me the way my brain works. That's right. Um, through That's through mathematics or through engineering. Yes. Or through the, I mean, there have been times where I was struggling with something uh, on a spiritual level. Um, you know, whether is it my faith in God directly or my faith in, in his word or whatever. And at times when I've doubted him, he's always brought me back through the through the ways that my brain works, through mm-hmm. mathematics or through science or through, you know, these type of things where, you know, unrelated, something that I see in the engineering world deals directly with some spiritual problem I'm working yes, with. And, and it was it was astounding to me that uh, God doesn't have this template. Right. For his people that says, you need to approach me, um, you know, the way you see it happening, you know, here, there, everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to get your attention mm-hmm. because I know how your brain works because I made your brain. I, mean, you know? <laughs> I was going to say it's as if he created your brain. Right. He knows our brains. He knows our hearts. He right. knows how we yes. tick. Yes. And uh, it, it's amazing being able to have a personal relationship with the one who not only created you, but uh, engineered thousands of years of history mm-hmm. so that he, that, so that he could save you. Right. And, um, and, and continuing on that to have a relation, an ongoing relationship with you. It's amazing. It's, it is, it's, a, it's, it's overwhelming, but yet it's not, it's comforting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, I, I truly, I'm so thankful that I don't live the same life that I used to live mm-hmm. uh, prior BC before Christ before Christ was in, in my life. Um, I was, you know, I was a, I was a nice guy. That doesn't, you know, that's not one of the commandments. <laughs> be a nice guy, right? <laughs> it's, it's it's good to be a nice guy, nice girl. Um, but but I got news for for some of us. There's Christians that aren't nice people. Mm-hmm. They're just, I mean, they, you know, they may try to be. We all try to be. But being <coughs> being a nice person is, is doing good. Being a nice person should be a result of your faith in Christ, not a tool to get his approval. Mm-hmm. And he knows the difference. Yeah. And that might be hard for 
some people to understand or to, to hear or, or maybe people don't agree with that or whatever but I'm, I'm, I'm firmly planted in that thought mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter in, in order to show um, the change that Christ has made in you and me you can look at my behavior in, in, in my I can look inside and see my desires mm-hmm. in, in what uh, some desires have not some people get saved in that and their desire to drink is totally gone mm-hmm. their desire you know what I mean it's like a snap and and I've heard that that is one of the cases that really wasn't the case with with me I'm not drinking I don't have a drinking problem but there was the, all the urges that I knew were wrong um, I recognized them more and I recognized a possible result in saying yes to the wrong things mm-hmm. whereas before it was mm, I probably shouldn't drink because uh, I, I gotta go to class tomorrow morning that, right. you know what I mean or I sh- shouldn't do this because of this it wasn't I w- didn't have those uh, uh, Jesus goggles that, that I try to see through things mm-hmm. um, but since then <coughs> there were some uh, my so my desires changed a little bit they changed a lot, but it was a beginning mm-hmm. of a, of the sanctification process, perhaps. That that once I, I went into this room to join a church, it was a um, for new members, new member class in Wilmington, North Carolina. I went in thinking, "Yeah, I'm saved. Sure, I'm absolutely, absolutely saved." I was not. I went into that class. And it was a very simple description, presentation of the gospel, of who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and what he wants for us. Mm-hmm. And Josh, I don't, it was like a miracle. <laughs> right. Snap. He became real. He wasn't a picture on the wall. Mm-hmm. I, I, never object, I never objected to that picture. I never criticized that picture. I admired those pictures, but it was like a cartoon picture. I never really thought that was a person walking this earth and it died on the cross, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But when I walked out of that class, it was. It was, it was a realization. I thank God that that happened. Um, and I pray that somehow what we're doing here will at least aid in that experience for somebody else. Mm-hmm. We certainly have a lot of tools in this church to, um, to, to help make that happen, don't we? Right. You know, it, it's, it's funny, too, because, like, you know, I, I, I talked about how looking oh, around geez. at people reacting emotionally to, you know, to worship yep. and stuff like that and how, um, you know, that always kind of... I, I didn't know if there was something wrong with me, you know. At so, time. did you admire that, yeah. or, or was it a? It, it's almost like I I wanted that. Okay. But I didn't realize I already had it. Okay. Um, and so you know now. I I enjoy worship, um, to the same extent, but differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm reminded of, you know where in the Bible those lyrics came from mm-hmm. and the stories surrounding that and it, mm-hmm. and it moves me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, talking about personal testimony, 
that was kind of another thing too. Like I never had those cool, powerful uh, testimonies. Like, you know, I got saved and God, you know, uh, instantly made me stop drinking and all right, that stuff. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, my, my background was, you know, I got involved in, you know, all the gangs and all the drugs until God saved me at four, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you're saying that is you, <laughs> you know, I, I, I did everything that there was to do that was bad until God miraculously reached down and saved me at four years old, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, cause yeah, you know, my parents were in church. I was raised in church. Mm-hmm. And so I knew mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I remember getting saved. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we had we were on the road and uh, going up to uh, Colorado to visit my v- grandparents, uh, and we hit a patch of snow. Ended up on the side of the road, and it mm-hmm. freaked me out as a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I told my mom and dad, "I'm like, I think if I die, I won't go to heaven." Oh boy! You know? And so right there on the side of the road, you know, right around Albuquerque, New Mexico, <laughs> you know, because we're oh. driving up from Texas. Um, of all places. Uh, they, they led me to Christ, and <laughs> I remember that. that. Wow. I bet they do, too, by the way. Oh, they do. They do. <laughs> and uh, but, but where I struggled was um, in, in uh, the ability of, or your inability to lose that salvation. You struggled I, with that. Right, because wh- whereas I grew up in a Christian home, uh, it was... A, a version of Christianity that believes yeah. that you can lose your salvation. Okay. So okay. my entire life growing up was kind of centered around this fear. Like I wanted to be a good Christian. I wanted to serve God. I wanted to be who he wanted me to be, yeah. but I struggled with sin. Right. And I used to, uh, I used to pray the same sinner's prayer every night before I went to bed. Cause I knew like, man, if I die, I hope I die in my sleep. Cause when I'm sleeping is like the best chance I have wow. of not having sinned Boy, and losing hell. my salvation. And so you think of this, uh, you know, from a little kid all the way up until, you know, my, my college years, you know, this weighed heavily on my mind. Like if I can lose my salvation, holy cow, I have no chance of this wow. uh, because I'm just as prone to sin as everybody else. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, it's not necessarily that I thought that I could lose my salvation, but, you know, there's this verse in the New Testament that says that whenever there's a temptation, God provides a way of escape. And so if I'm sinning, it's obviously my choice because God's provided a way of escape. So it's not right. like I'm losing my salvation. I'm handing it back over. About that. And and that's what, you know, how my young mind rationalized right. it mm-hmm. until this was like the summer after my freshman year of college, I was at home. I was, you know, in my own room doing Bible, you know, my own Bible study, you know, I'm curious, curiosity. I was doing a Bible study on the concept of marriage. Wasn't dating anybody, wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in a relationship or anything like that, but it was just something on my list of things to study. And I was going through the book of Hosea. And, um, you know, in, in this whole narrative through the Old Testament of Israel and his relationship with God, God uses that, that um, image of uh, that picture of marriage. Uh, as a picture of God's relationship with Israel That's beautiful. in the Old Testament. That really is beautiful. And it, it almost culminates in the book of Hosea because, you know, here Israel is uh, falling to idolatry like they always did, that, right. that vicious circle cycle that they always fell in. They're falling to idolatry, and, and, and God used Hosea's life as an analogy for Israel. He said, uh, uh, Hosea, go and marry uh, this girl named Gomer, who was who was a prostitute, mm-hmm. and you know they had two kids together, and uh, over the course of their marriage, she left and went to pursue other men, mm. 
that that's why idolatry is often um, portrayed in the Bible as the spiritual equivalent of adultery, fornication, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because here again, it's it's a it's a picture that mm-hmm. we're dealing with, mm-hmm. and so um, Hosea still pursued Gomer even though she had left, and even though she continued leaving, mm-hmm. and and it ended up Gomer was uh, put up for sale on the uh, you know as a slave again and who shows up but Hosea that's right and purchases her back right on. and she starts mm. to call him master and he says no 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 you call me husband mm. you know wow. because even though she had left she had run away she had by her own free will right. had done these things these horrible things in his mind he was still husband mm. and you know in Malachi uh, God says that he hateth the putting away and in, in New Testament, when uh, they asked Jesus about divorce, it says, yeah, it, it, used to, it, it was allowed because of the unforgiveness of your hearts. But God doesn't have unforgiveness. He, he's perfect, and he hates the putting away. He, you know, Christ's relationship with the church is like God's relationship with Israel. That relationship wasn't kept by Israel. It's not kept, you know, our relationship yeah. with Christ isn't kept by us. Even though we may sin, even though we may fall away, he hates the putting away, mm-hmm. and so when I when I came across that discovery in Scripture, that was there in bold in the Old Testament and there in bold in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. I had just never seen it. That's like my that's my second salvation experience. That's okay. You know okay. that years of that type of turmoil and heaviness about my own sin mm-hmm. making me ineligible for heaven. Mm. Uh, you know, just a tremendous weight lift, lifted off my, and I've never struggled with that, wow. uh, with that since, uh, because I know my salvation is secure and it doesn't, it doesn't depend on my righteousness to keep that secure. It's right. all dependent on Christ's righteousness, right. which is constant and unfailing. How old were you then? Uh, that was my, uh, uh freshman year after, or summer after my freshman year in college. So okay. I was, uh, 18. Wow. That's from when you were saved at four years old to 18 that's mm-hmm. a long time for a young person to have that heaviness on their shoulders yep and you know our, our church they used to show every now and then um this old movie called thief in the night which was uh like made in the 70s about it's kind of like the left behind series okay except in the 70s right uh, about the rapture and like all of a sudden just everyone disappears and that mm. used to scare me to death i used to hate being alone um you know staying at home alone while my parents went to the store or whatever oh because gosh, like gosh. how can i verify that they're not gone you oh know? my gosh <laughs> and wow. this always weighed on me wow. um and and I struggle with it but you know not anymore <laughs> not anymore not since uh gomer and uh mm-hmm. hosea that's that's a good story i, I do love that story and i and I, I remember it, and I just I, I envision <coughs> what was her husband's name again? Ho- Hosea. Hosea, Hosea, of course. Mm-hmm. I just envision Hosea out in the in in the group buying his wife whenever she's on a platform mm-hmm. being sold like like a uh, like property. You know what I mean? And right. I just think, wow, his his heart is still with her. Partly, probably because he loves her, and mostly because he knows what God expects from him. Mm-hmm. He hates the putting away, like you said, and perhaps Hosea was thinking that same thing. I, I, it's not that he made a choice. He probably thought, I don't have a choice. That's my wife right. up there. There's no choice of putting her away. Mm-hmm. 
right? I mean, is there any scripture to, to back that up, or is it just a a, a safe assumption? To yeah. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you, wow. And and That's you know, the other thing too, um, <laughs> you know, I I, I went to a, a Christian school that taught that your salvation is secure. Okay. So I knew that side of the argument. Okay. Um, I, I went to, you know, I, I grew up in a church that taught that you can lose your salvation. So I knew that side of the argument. And, um, you know, here again, I had been subjected to both sides of that. Right. But God knew how to reach me. You know, right. c- going back around to the beginning of our yes. conversation about uh-huh. that personal relationship with yes. God. Because it was something I struggled with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I was doing a Bible study about the topic of marriage on my own, you know, by yourself in your room you know, at age in, <laughs> at age 18, 18. in the well, summer between, uh, you know, uh, my freshman and sophomore year of college. That's what every 18 year college student does. I wasn't dating anybody, right. you know, it just, mm-hmm. it was like on my list of things to, you know, look, look into more. Yeah, the fact and that you <laughs> had a list of things for you to study is tells it all right. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, another story, another longer story behind that aspect of things too, but you know, here again, uh, God knew exactly yep. how to reach me yep. when, you mm-hmm. know, the information was always there. I'd always been presented by both sides, right? Um, but God knew how to reach me. So you trust you, you knew both sides, and you trusted both of the sides that were, both of the sides that were telling you these things. I mean, certainly your parents you trusted. And, yeah, and, and you trusted the school. I, I trusted that they believed what they were teaching. Yeah, right. But for me, they were they were two incompatible truths. So that means one of them couldn't be true. Okay. And up until that point, the uh, quote unquote data, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my research had supported that you could lose your salvation. Okay. Now, you know, for purpose of I, I explained earlier about you know temptation and being. Right provided a way of escape but choosing right. not to take it you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know not necessarily that i was losing it but i was giving it up okay. and, and so that was out. kind of mm-hmm. like like nobody had really addressed that to, right. to my satisfaction yeah. and i wasn't really even intending to address that when i was studying this topic of marriage right sure um, it just mm-hmm. happened to like god used that to like to catch me <laughs> off mm-hmm. guard mm-hmm. like hey by the way right this is why you're studying marriage right now and uh, just so happens, uh, my sophomore amazing. year, I met my wife. So. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. So he, w- he was multitasking with you, basically. Mm-hmm. He was having you do one thing and multitasking. He reached my heart through my brain. How about that? <laughs> reached your heart through your brain. Most, I wanna, you know, that's interesting. I bet, I bet most, people, m- most people's brains are reached through their hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, e- emotions certainly play a part in in our decisions and in what we do and some people there are some people who use emotions a higher percentage than they perhaps use their intellect and and vice versa mm-hmm. right and just so happens that a lot of times they're on the opposite ends of the political <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know uh spectrum it seems anyway um but uh josh it reminds me uh by the way i'm so glad that you get that off your shoulders, <laughs> you know, what a struggle, Me too. what a struggle. So did, do you ever remember thinking, well, what, then why did Jesus die on the cross during that time of struggle? You know, because now we know that 
we we can't lose our salvation mm -hmm. because he has paid for it. It's already you know it's already done. You can't yeah, go and, back and, and. And I totally and I totally believed all that. But here again, I wasn't losing my salvation. I was giving it back over. See, that's that that I, I haven't been able to wrap my mind around that yet. I hear what mm -hmm. you're saying. You you're handing it back. You're saying no thanks. No, yeah, or no or I want to do this sin more than I want salvation. Okay, you know because you know like like it says with every temptation, God provides a mm -hmm. way of escape. So yeah. if I'm tempted to do something, well, God is providing a way of escape out of that temptation. So if I so I have a choice, do I take God's way out right. or do I follow the temptation temptation? So you so, weren't seeing the the way out. I mean, you, whether I saw it or not, it was there. It, I was okay. choosing okay. the temptation. Okay, and so gotcha. every time whenever yeah. I sinned, mm -hmm. I was choosing the temptation right. over God and so I, I was you. handing that back. Okay. Whether, mm -hmm. you know, I, I regretted that later or not. Right. Okay. So that's why I said, you know, Sometimes I I do something wrong or like man, why did I do that? You mm -hmm. know, maybe I wasn't just paying attention to what I was doing or mm -hmm. whatever, and mm -hmm. you know I sinned and I ah, I just didn't take the way of escape and I handed salvation back and so I'd pray the sinner's prayer again, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like every night before I went to bed, I'd pray the sinner's prayer. prayer. Like all right, I'm saved going in. I'm I'm good for the next six to eight hours. <laughs> wow, because <laughs> I can't do anything wrong at night <laughs> right. when I'm sleeping. And wow. uh, I, I remember when I was when I was a little kid, this was probably like third grade or so. Um, my parents uh, couldn't really afford to have a full time babysitter, uh, but they needed to go to work, and so um, they would. My mom would pack me a lunch, and I'd be in 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 a, one one of the rooms of the house with a TV and food and all that stuff, and I'd be there for the day while she was at work. Well, mm -hmm. here I am little kid who's struggling with this idea um, having probably just watched this <laughs> this mm -hmm. movie at church mm -hmm. and worried about the rapture how do I know my mom's still there you know so I would call mm -hmm. her up every now and then through the day and you know I'd, I'd kind of verify but like what about the times when I'm not talking to her Gosh, Josh, and so thinking all the time and, and here's my l young little engineer <laughs> brain I had a lot of the phone numbers of the ladies in the church memorized <laughs> did you yeah and so I would I would kind of cycle through them throughout oh the day. Gosh. If they picked up the phone, I'd hang up real quick. Oh I'm like, okay, gosh. I've verified. We're good. Because I, I figured if they answer the phone, I know the rapture hasn't happened. Wow. You know? <laughs> and so, did anybody catch on? Anybody no. ever catch on? <laughs> no, because I did it randomly. You did. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and to this day, they don't know that. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. <laughs> but there was, there was like one or two years where in the summer they were getting a lot of <laughs> phone calls up. that hang up every day. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. We had the ra remember the rash of 72 whenever we're getting all those calls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get together and talk about it. But, you know, that was my little engineer brain struggling yep. with the uh, the idea of salvation. Yep. Yep. Not having the maturity to realize that you can't lose it. <laughs> wow. And, and some people still think you can lose it. Mm -hmm. Some, some um, faiths or religions believe that you can still lose that. Yep. Um, and gosh, we don't believe that, but we res we respect certainly, you know, um, other faiths, and we welcome anybody mm -hmm. to come to Marcus Point Baptist Church to uh, uh, to our gun club to uh, Saturdays whenever we go shoot at uh, around eight a.m. eight to noon at a Scambia River Gun Club. And Josh, it is two twenty nine. You have to go pick up um, two little girl two girls from school. Yep. Is that correct? Correct. 
I appreciate you, man. This is number five. Listen, I'm gonna edit this this podcast. We're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get the one, number three out sometime soon. All right, right. Number three. We finish number five. We'll get number three. All right. <laughs> we'll get caught up soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you being here. Yep. All right. Always fun. All right. Talk to Bye. you.